Welcome to the podcast. We do recover with Jared Miller, your host. And I'm Dr. Terry Sellers, your co-host. This is a podcast about addiction, but more importantly, about recovery. We want to talk about what successful recovery can look like. Brought to you by Steps Recovery Centers. What's going on, listeners? It's your pumpkin positive host, Jared Miller. We're going to call this episode zero. So this is... Uh, Sitting here with the producer, Sean Donovan. He's the uh, Donovan. I apologize. See, I'm, <laughs> I got this list of names, and to be completely honest, like that is my biggest fear. I'm sitting here shaking in my boots because I'm worried I'm going to offend some people with with bad names. Sean here. He is. Uh, he's the mad scientist. He's the brains behind the operation. He's the media maestro. Your producer. What's going on, Sean? I'm trying to make this happen for you, man. We got like I think four Facebook streams, a couple of YouTube streams going on. We've been testing this all morning, so it's uh, trying to make it work just for you. I love it. I love it. So, uh, welcome to We Do Recover with Jared Miller, co-hosted by Doctor Terry Sellers. Doctor Sellers is going to be in next week for the official episode one. We're going to get his story. Again, I'm your host. If you uh, have followed me at all. If you want to know my story, I feel like I've shared and overshared. Do you ever feel like that, Sean? Where yeah, it's a little bit, but you know, this is brand new. This is new territory for you, man. This is this is where you get to start from ground zero and say, okay, we're gonna start this podcast. We're gonna talk about me. We're gonna talk about what the podcast is and you know kind of give people kind of an introductory for who you are. So let's start from that. Who are you? <laughs> let's start from the very beginning, man. You're you're doing this podcast, but let's find out who Jared is. And why you're doing this podcast. Yeah, thank you, thank you. So, again, Jared Miller, local Utah boy. Grew up in Davis County. Uh, again, I've done a lot of these different podcasts. I feel blessed to be able to, to have my own now. As far as my personal story, I grew up, I was a, a student athlete. By the age of 22, I was the first person in, in my family to graduate college with a four-year degree. Um, by 24, I was a teacher and head football coach out in Arizona, living my dream, man. Had an amazing wife, a kid, one on the way. And then I went through some traumas in my life. Uh, I experienced the death of my father, who was an amazing man, Vietnam vet, my hero. Uh, I experienced the death of my brother. And for good reason, my wife asked me for a divorce, which I completely take accountability for that. Like I blew that, right? So I found myself desperate, alone, right? I found myself in, in the depths of my addiction, being really good at playing the victim. And that led to me becoming a full-blown heroin addict, started off with opiates, led to a full-blown heroin addiction, and ultimately me being homeless. On July 3rd, 2014, I decided I'd had enough and I'd tried checking out, tried taking my own life. And as dark and as heavy as that is, today I'm grateful for that because it put me on my path to recovery. It's been a six-year journey. Just got just got six the other day. Super excited about that. So, again, I don't want this to be too much about me. I've gone on. If you follow any type of recovery podcasts, Project Recovery with Casey Scott, I, I did an episode with him. It's probably one of my favorite ones. So if you want to go listen to the full-blown thing, definitely check that out. I have found in my six-year journey, the thing I wanted this podcast to be about is the life in recovery. When you tell somebody 
you're an addict, you're always going to be an addict. Whew, that is heavy. Would that be heavy to you, Sean? That's a long, that's a burden to carry for your life. Yeah, absolutely. So the purpose of We Do Recover with Jared Miller, I want to talk about the growth. I want to talk about the life of recovery. I want to talk about what happens in recovery and how people have been able to take it, maybe learn from it, and instead of letting it define them, letting it refine them. So, again, next week, at this time, we're going to have Dr. Terry Sellers on. He's going to be the co-host. What a what a man, the myth, and the legends, what I always say. And I know that it embarrasses him, and I kind of like I like that. But he is awesome. He is definitely a mentor of mine. He put me on my path in uh, kind of speaking out recovery, helping me, take taking me under his wing. So I'm excited to get his episode. Some of the other personalities that we got on the lineup, we have Casey Scott from Project Recovery who is committed. Shout out to Casey. Appreciate you committing to being a guest on here. Delaney uh, Drake, she's from the Southwest Center. She's committed to coming on and sharing her story of her life in recovery. Elena Harrington. So he, for those of you that aren't familiar with the name, which you, a lot of you I'm sure are, he's a jazz announcer. Awesome personality. We got Ian Ryder. He started No One Down. He's big out in the LA area. We got a new friend of mine, Ron Williams, the producer of Happy Valley, for those of you that have seen that film. We have Coach Blue. Excited to, to kind of pick his brain about how he came up with Addict to Athlete, talk about his experiences. And look, I'm big on recovery, has many different flavors. So I'm extremely excited to have him on. Amanda Marker, she does a little inspirational piece, uh, kind of a virtual blog podcast type for pain to pain to purpose. I was recently a guest on on hers, and she's she's an awesome. She's a firecracker, man. I can't wait to have her on. Taz Decker with Renaissance Recovery. He is committed to coming on. Brandon Stallworth, high school buddy of mine. Actually, he he went to a rival high school of mine. Uh, made connections with him. We've been through similar journeys. He does rap to recovery, so he's a he makes rap music. He's an artist, solid guy. Then we got some other like foundation people as well, and so John Taylor with Hunts for the Brave. It's a veterans foundation. Super excited to have him on. Hear about how he's changing lives with vets. I know a lot of vets struggle with addiction and and PTSD things like that mental health. We also have in the foundation world, John Gossett with Life's Worth Living. Super excited. He's a buddy of mine. Again, another mentor. I'm pretty blessed these days to have these amazing, these amazing men in my life. Good dudes. Uh, I'm hoping to get Tyler Hansen on here. So Steps Recovery Centers, they're our, they're our main sponsor. Sean, that's pretty cool, right? It took like a day. I know. They were like, hey, we'll pay for it. I'm like, <laughs> I'll take your money. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So Let's try to get Ty on. Ty Hansen. we're calling you out right here, episode zero, buddy. I'd love to, to get him on here and share share his uh, journey in recovery. Um, Travis Whitaker, he does a similar little deal, media splash called uh, Car Talk with Travis, Travis Whitaker. So, yeah, so far that's, that's the lineup of people that we've got ready to rock and roll. Well, you were wondering if anybody's going to be paying attention to this. I just had to whip open the Facebook feed. You got people listening and watching right now, so don't worry. You're, you got your, uh, you got your following happening. 
All right. So awesome. So, step, you know, I tell people, you know, for the first podcast, there's always like, oh, I'm nervous. I don't know what to say. What do I do? What, you know, and, and it, if you listen to a lot of podcasts, the first podcast of any podcast is always like, oh, it's like almost a train wreck. Then you get five in and you get 10 in and two things happen. The host figures out what the heck's going on. They figure out their interview style and you become much more calm and uh, ready and comfortable and your interview style gets so much better. And even when I've listened to other people's podcasts, I know some guy that has, he's done hundreds of them. First one, train wreck. <laughs> but he's up to about 300 now, 400 now, and they're fantastic. They're, they're, they're beautiful. So everybody who's like on board right now, they're like, yeah, it's only going to get better. So you, you got some good stuff ahead of you. Awesome. Awesome. And you got a great support network from what I can tell on your on your Facebook feed already. It's fantastic. Absolutely. Hey, my Facebook fam, shout out to you guys. I love you. I mean, there's some people just like off the top of my head that reshare my stuff. Amber, thank you so much. I, I got tons of awesome people that really, really strong supporters. I appreciate you guys so much. Facebook fam, again, can't thank you enough. So super excited about this thing. Yeah, I, I, I hear you. I'm a little nervous because this is my baby, Sean. Like this is right. It's different when you go on somebody else's and you're like, if I screw up, whatever it's, it's their, it's their platform. But this is uh this is awesome. I'm excited, man. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So again, thank you for, for checking out the pre-launch. This is uh episode zero, really just to kind of get out there, the message, work out the bugs. Hopefully if you're listening to this, if you have some ideas, if you know people that, that have, been through the depths of addiction, have been able to come out the other side and have been able to make it a beautiful thing, definitely DM us, direct message us. Let's get them on here. I, I want to meet these people. I love hearing inspirational stories. This is not a doom and gloom addiction podcast. This is about recovery, life in recovery. Let's make it a beautiful thing. Well, you kind of touched on a little bit. Maybe let's, let's talk about this. We had a couple minutes we need to, to fill here. Tell us about your recovery. Tell us about you. You're going to be bringing people on, but we want to hear about you. What's ha what happened with you and from A to B to Z back to A again? Absolutely. I am super like, I look back and it has been a journey. And the reason why I really kind of came up with this flavor of a podcast on recovery is because I look back and when I first started out getting clean and sober, man, I was so stubborn, right? I was like, I'm just going to get three months. I'm just going to get six months. I'm just going to get a year. And really that kind of started blossoming into, it was a whole lot of NA and AA, working a sponsor, doing my step work. I mean, that is the foundation. That's ground zero. My journey was a little different. After I uh, attempted to take my own life, I, I got sentenced to 365 days in the Davis County Jail it was early release upon completion of a program called the MRC program. Listen, I had a question there. So you, you, you had an attempted suicide and then went to jail? Yes. How's, how does that work out? Because I know that isn't committing suicide illegal in some states. I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I, I do know I didn't even, they didn't even give me a shake in mental health court. It basically is because I tried to overdose in a public bathroom. I was homeless at the time. And crazy enough, when you go to a bathroom, public bathroom and it's locked. I don't know about you, but I just move on to the next one. Yeah. So thank you. Right. My higher power. This person didn't move on to the next one. They, they were like, something's definitely not right here. Called security. Security opened, you know, was able to get in and found me overdosed on the ground. And 
they called the paramedics, hit me with Narcan, and brought me back. And so I caught a trespassing charge because I'd already been asked to no longer go onto the gateway property uh, for reasons I won't get into here. You know, I, I had sticky fingers back in the day when you're homeless, man, you, you try no, to find I, ways, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not proud of that. I'm ashamed of that, but Hey, that's the truth. It is what it is. I also caught a possession charge and I was already on felony probation. And I, when you're homeless, you don't check in with your probation officer. What? You don't call in with your computer every day and say, <laughs> Hey, I'm on the street. So everything's fine. Don't worry about it. Hold on. I got another call coming in. Yeah, no, the Rio Grande district of downtown Salt Lake city doesn't <laughs> it. That's not your highest priority. So, so you, you, uh, you OD in the bathroom, yep. uh, somebody, they get, they get everybody involved. You get the Narcan to, to wake you up and bring you back. And then of course it's like, okay, we have somebody who's got lots of priors issues. So it sounds like it was maybe a combination of if we send them to jail, this might help them get clean. Is that, is that, is that a thought that goes into this process? Yeah. And me coming from a completely ignorant side of this, I'm, I'm not a part of this world. So I'm just like, is that what happens? Well, and I appreciate you bringing that up too, because I think a lot of times, and maybe I haven't been totally transparent about this when I've done my past podcasts. So the first time you catch a possession charge, they don't typically break you off like that. Like I had had multiple possession charges or paraphernalia charges, DUIs. And when I went in front of the judge, I didn't have the best attitude. Right. Uh, he basically said, well, Mr. Miller, you're not, you're not seeming to learn anything. You know, if we let you out on probation and you're not really learning anything and maybe some jail time would do you good. And sadly today, I'm ashamed to say this. I can literally remember saying to the judge, cool, I'll sit around, drink coffee and play cards, send it. <laughs> and that really, like, I was just so broken. I didn't care about anything oh, wow. at the time after losing my dad, my brother, yes. my wife asked me for a divorce. Sadly, I just, I was like, it is what it is. And and so he was like, okay, 365 I'm days. just kind of curious what his response in his head is like, man, this guy's at the bottom. He doesn't care. You know, I, I mean, I, I could see him on the empathetic side, not going, hey, he's a, he's a jerk or whatnot. But it's like, I've seen this before. I've seen this rock bottom before. I see this attitude of, I don't care what happens to me. And so I think there was probably some mercy in him saying, let's get you in jail. Yeah, you you can sit around and read and have coffee all day, but there's going to be a lot more that's going to help you. So the mercy came in the form of the, the second half of that, the 365 early release to MRC. So I actually only did like jail time, jail time, uh, six months. And I got into that MRC program, the Men's Recovery Center program, did 90 days inpatient where they come pick you up from the work center, take you, you work your program, you meet your counselors, you do groups, you go to, the, you know, the rec center and work out. And then three months of outpatient where you live in sober living, halfway house, and you got to get a job and they reintroduce you back into society. And yeah, so that's where the empathy came from the judge was he basically allowed for me to integrate back in without just, it wasn't just a year and then terminate. You know, and I think a lot of times you get into that victim mode of, holy cow, I, I, you know, I have to do jail time. Sitting here six years <clears throat> into my journey today, I can realize that, you know, they have a, a clear mind and they know what they're doing. They're there to help you out. You know, they, they want you to be a productive member of society. So I'm thankful for that. Absolutely. So, yeah. So what, what happens after that? So you have the, the six months in jail and six months out. 
And then what happens? What, where, where are you now a year after? I started off because of my record. I really struggled. And that's what I really wanted to make this podcast about is bringing hope because I can remember days when I would work jobs as a janitor. I'm not too proud to say it. I mean, I took janitor jobs. I, not that that's a, you know, a bad gig or whatever. But, but that's just, also a question is, you, you know, somebody that has, you know, a, a rap sheet and has issues, what kind of jobs are there? I mean, you're not exactly walking into Wells Fargo saying, hey, can I be a teller? Right. Um, and yeah. I worked temp jobs for a long time. So the first time I got a full-time position working as a janitor, I was like over the moon. I was like, sweet, it's got benefits, right? It, like I was stoked. Uh, however, at some point in time, I had a, a bachelor's degree. And so sometimes I think I'd play the what if game and think to myself, man, how did I get, you know, how did I get here? Am I going to have to do this the rest of my life? Is this going to be me forever? And so I went to school to avoid this. I, my parents said, go to school and you won't be a janitor as you're mopping up somebody else's vomit. Right. Absolutely. So, so, you know, it's all about, I had a mentor say to me one time, it doesn't matter where you're at today. What matters is your projection. And so if, if any of the listeners are listening to this, they're new to recovery. If you wake up every day and you don't, you don't go to your dream job, that's okay. Keep working at it and work for today. Be grateful for today but make plans for tomorrow. Set yourself up for success tomorrow. Work on that projection. So I, I moved from that to a call center job. The call center job was awesome. I worked my way up, got into management. They saw my education. They gave me a chance. Super grateful. Uh, Focus was the name of down in Ogden. Worked for them for a long time. Had an awesome boss. He invited me to be part of a leadership training group. You know, this is fast forward a few years. I got, I got like two years of sobriety at this time. And he, they had me this book, Extreme Ownership by Jacko Willinks. And that book changed my life because it was all about accountability. And it was about stopping blaming others. It was about leadership. And I gravitated to that so hard. I, I can remember waiting for Friday so that we could talk about the chapter in the book. So I'm extremely grateful for that opportunity. And since then, it's just been taking it, building it one day at a time. Today, I'm super grateful to bring it kind of full circle. If you're in that depth, just hold on and keep doing the right thing. Be stubborn, right? Today, I, I actually just got accepted into UVU's uh, Sudsy program. So I'm going to go after my substance abuse counseling. Oh, nice. They, they have a, they have a, uh, uh, was it UVU has a program to teach counselors how to be, tell me, tell me, tell us about that. Tell yeah, me, so tell it's, me an more on, about. it's an online program and it's to get your uh, counseling certification certificate. I already have my bachelor's, so it'll take me a year to get my certificate so that I can be a substance abuse counselor. So I'm, I'm super excited about that. I, man, I got in at the last, the last minute. So yeah, crazy. Super excited about that. I also work in, I work in recovery. I work with the youth. Mm-hmm. Where do you work at? What, tell us about that. Tell us about your work. Absolutely. I work at Ash Creek as a experiential director, which basically means a lot of teens, you know, you sit them down in a traditional circle they're not real apt to talk about or stoked to talk about feelings and emotions. And, <laughs> but you get them out on a hike, you know, and you start talking to them about resentments and you start talking to them while they're moving around in physical activity. They're a little bit more open. They're a little more, you know, they got the fresh air, they got the endorphins going. And you're also in an environment where you're, you're, they're seeing you more as a peer rather than in a, I guess in a, in a classroom environment, it's like, Oh, he's the authority figure. I've had a ton of those guys. What's the point? So they, 
I could see them out hiking and you joking back and forth and there's, there's a friendship. And then all of a sudden they start to say, Hey, and then there's your window to start talking. Yeah. It's all about building relationships. Absolutely. That's a, that's a huge part of it. Huge part of it. So the beautiful thing about in the message of hope is you can take those depths of addiction. You can take those dark times in your life. And if you keep doing the right thing, you keep plugging away, life gets better. It gets easier. I always say addiction is like this huge boulder. When you first start out, you got to wake up every day and you're pushing this massive boulder everywhere you go with the triggers and, and the guilt, right. And playing the what if game. And I should be here, not here, which I was really good at playing all those, but eventually that, that boulder gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And today I could tell you, mine's more like a, a soccer ball. I know Dr. Sellers and I've had this conversation. His is maybe more like a tennis ball or a golf ball. Mm -hmm. He has over a decade. So it, yeah, it gets easier. Life gets better. People give you chances. And when you get those chances, you got to make the most of them. Now this podcast is sponsored by steps recovery. Tell us, tell us about your sponsor. Steps recovery center. They are the Hyatt of treatment centers. They, their facility is, is amazing. Turn down service, mints on the pillow, stuff like that. Hey, look, <laughs> the place that I went to, the MRC, that uh, steps compared to that is mints on the pillow. I mean, it is super nice. I went and spoke there, had the opportunity to go do a little bit of inspirational speaking on, on my recovery and the things that helped me in personal development. And I was blown away. Their staff is all super engaging, super nice. They're all there for the right reasons. Their facility is, it really is, it's, it, it's a, it's like a resort. I was like, this isn't a drug rehabilitation. This is a freaking resort. This is nice. So who exactly is that for? Who is it for? Who goes to Steps? Who's, I mean, we're, 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 who's invited? Steps is <laughs> basically anybody that's struggling with a substance abuse problem. So again, and it, it, we'll talk more on this in future podcasts, but there's addiction, which if we can be all honest, to some degree or another, we all have an addiction. And then there's chemical abuse, substance abuse, chemical dependency. So the people that have chemical dependencies, whether it's drugs, alcohol, it's all the same. They go to steps recovery center. Uh, it depends on, you know, how long of a program it is. I know that they do inpatient and then they transition you out kind of like the MRC program only it's a private, it's not like state funded, like the MRC program was. Yeah, it's a, it's an amazing place and they have them all throughout. I mean, I know they have like down here in Southern Utah, they have them up North and in Northern Utah. So yeah, it's a, it's top of the line. It is the Hyatt of recovery centers. And then how, what's the best way to get a hold of them? So the best way to get a hold of them is go to their website. They also have a Facebook page, reach out. If you have a loved one, somebody that needs help, definitely, you know, send them an email. I know that they have a website. So somebody from their admissions team uh, admits will get you in or the loved one to be able to, to get you some, some help, provide some hope. I, I know they also do in-house detoxes depending on your DOC, so your drug of choice. Sometimes they'll send you out to an actual medical facility to do a medical detox. But basically it's total care from, hey, I'm sick, I, I feel like garbage to you know, transition into, I'm working a job, still doing aftercare, going to groups, meeting with a counselor, beginning to end, A to Z. They're the spot. Fantastic. Now your podcast, it's going to be available everywhere. Everywhere. 
We're and coming then, hot. So we have the video side that's going to be on YouTube and Facebook, and I think we're going to get that on IGTV with Instagram. Nice. And then we also have the audio side that's going to be on Google and Apple and Pandora and Spotify and all the other big players. And, of course, you got a huge following, so it's, it's, it's going to blow up. I can see it. I don't know about a, a huge one. Again, though, I want to emphasize this is the hardest part for me, Sean. Once we get this one out of the way, I get to bring guests on and hear their stories, and then I just get to be a – you know, a guy that sits back and jokes around and well, we got the big plastic divider for all of our oh, yes. COVID uh, stuff that we have to do here at the, at the podcast studio. So we're ready for your guests and we're ready for you. Absolutely. Couldn't be more excited. Sean, thank you for all your hard work. I appreciate everything you do. Steps Recovery Center. Thank you so much. Next week, we're going to have Terry Sellers on. Please tune in, like this, share this. Let's blow it up. Thank you for joining us today on We Do Recover with Jared Miller. Help us spread our message of hope. Like, comment, and share. If you have any topics or ideas for future shows, please share that on our Facebook page. That Facebook page is We Do Recover with Jared Miller. If you or a loved one needs help, please reach out to us. Again, thank you for listening. Brought to you by Steps Recovery Centers. This has been a production from A Podcast Studio.